Okay, so I'm just re-recording this um, and I am uh, recording it because uh, I've done it three times now and every single time um, I'm getting a failed processing and staging. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to uh, I'm going to record my screen, uh, record, uh, there we go, uh, so that should, in fact, no, in fact, uh, that's not... Uh, close that. Uh, I'll try to record my screen again. Uh, that's what that is. Um, pull that down there. Uh, right, so you can actually see um, the network tab. Uh, okay, so let's go and record. Uh, yes, and uh, everything is blank. And that should have recorded me. Uh, and we'll go and stop that now. You're listening to Developmental, Property and the Mind Podcast, where development industry insights meet mindset with Trafalgar CEO, Joe Abood. Join one of the property industry's most free thinkers as he explores the path to success and contentment. Well, let's go to content and uncontent as the two categories now, right? Now that I think about it, right? So there's people that are content and there are people that are not content. And so let's go to content for a moment and see that those people are well-balanced, um, you know, nine out of ten of them love what they do on a daily basis. They wake up, they appreciate, you know, every sunrise. They, they're grounded. They're grateful for the smaller things around them. You know, and all those things there. And, you know, they do, they do you know, we'll go back to this do good and do well. They do good by themselves. And because they do good by themselves, they do well, right? So, so we're in this place where that describes the people that are content. And then you've got the masses, then perhaps you could almost liken being a billionaire to having a moment of happiness, right? Yeah, look, and I, like I said, I, I, think, I think the definition of a billionaire to me is a, a, a really balanced life. It's, it's doing good and doing well as we, we you know, it's just a common theme, um, you know, that we've been talking about. You know, I don't think you can become that without doing any good. And actually I think you become that because you do good. And the more do good that you do, you know, the more um, the universe conspires in your favour and, and, and and allows you to do well. Cool. So what kind of things then? um, It's been fun again. Every now and then, I'll hear a story about Facebook or Google or Amazon and how these companies can mine online user data for new, sophisticated insights about their customers. At the same time, many public sector agencies, particularly those charged with serving clients with low incomes and some of the most urgent needs, are often way behind the curve when it comes to their own data practices. What I mean by that is, they collect reams of valuable information that could be used to improve residents' health and well-being, but for a variety of reasons, they can't combine and interpret the data the same way many companies can. About six years ago, the federal government funded a study to understand what is holding back state agencies in health and human services when it comes to collecting reliable data and using them to improve the performance of agencies and the welfare of residents. I'm J.B. Wogan, and welcome back on the app. My guest this week is Beth Wiegensberg, a senior researcher at Mathematica, who helped conduct the research for that study and co-authored an article 